jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher, podcast number two, on archtop guitars and doing an analysis of all the things you are. So welcome. Uh, first off, I wanted to discuss a bit about uh, jazz guitars as an instrument uh, on archtops and the way they, they're built and they sound. So first, I want to tell you that I like them. I like instruments. Uh, you've seen my uh, Gibson on many videos. Uh, great construction, great instruments, uh, great sound in general. It has a great feel for jazz and a really classic type of sound that's associated with classic jazz recordings, such as, you know, Kenny Burrell, Wes Montgomery, uh, and so on. But I wanted to let you know that I also appreciate uh, Telecasters really well, you know, Fender Telecasters or GNLs, and other solid body guitars. I'm saying that here because I own both. And uh, I want to discuss, so I may influence some of you to stick to something that you like. Uh, you don't have to get yourself a big jazz box to sound like a jazz guitar guy. Uh, you may do well on your Les Paul or on your Stratocaster or anything that suits you. Uh, I think it's a problem in jazz in general that there's a misconception that you need that big archtop to play all the things you are. In fact, we have a lot of examples, fortunately, uh, of great players playing totally opposite. You know, Ed Bickert played a Telecaster, Lenny Bro uh, played numerous guitars, including classical flamenco, Mike Stern playing uh, solid bodies like a Telecaster, and even Pat Metini. You know, Pat has been playing uh, with synth guitars for a long time, and he plays with weird custom-built custom instruments, so he's not really in the box of playing archtops, even though he plays one. So um, that was my point on, on archtops. And the other thing I wanted to talk is string gauges. Um, it's perfectly normal to play with string gauges that are not flat wounds, uh, because that's what the technology admits today. It's perfectly no normal also to play with smaller gauges, like 10 or, or 9, 10 or 11. Uh, there's a reason a historical reason why it sounds like this on recording. Let's say for Wes, uh, Wes Montgomery, uh, or Charlie Christian even, there was no technology at that point developed to have strings that were not chromes, you know, flat ones. And uh, that's why everyone played the chromes. So it worked well for certain technical reasons, which I won't go into now. But things have changed. And it's totally fine if you use regular strings. Well, I do use uh, nickel wound, you know, the Dario, very plain strings for electric. Uh, and what I find about the, the, uh, the strength, like the string gauge in itself, uh, after 11 or 12, when it gets too big, you don't, you don't get much more sound in return. You know, you have to play much harder and requires much more energy in your muscles, but you don't get more in return. That's why I find it ridiculous. Because I've tried. You know, I went, I played with 13s or 14s, and with the big, big George Benson one. And you don't have to do that if you don't feel like it. You can perfectly, you know, walk into a music store, get yourself a Stratocaster with small strings and play jazz with it. Who knows? It depends on your personal voice. So trust yourself, and uh, that's it. Now we'll work on all the things you are. So we will do a chord analysis now. I'll do that with you. 
uh, and I'll let you work on the melody. I know I always say melody is the king, uh, but for today you have to figure out the melody for yourself because it's super simple. All the things is really uh, melody in thirds. So I'll let you work on this for this one. But I wanted to, to see if uh, you could follow me into learning key centers. Uh, I want you, after you listen to this, of course, I want you to be thinking more in terms of key centers rather than chord, 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 chord. Uh, it's easier and makes more sense. So when I'm learning all the things you are, first chord F minor, seven, uh, B flat minor seven, E flat dominant, A flat major. That's the first four bars. I'm not thinking F minor, B flat minor, E flat, a, I'm not really thinking those terms. I'm thinking, hmm, okay, it's all in A flat major. But we are employing different chord functions. What are the functions? Well, it starts on six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six is F. F minor to B flat. It's six, two. Six, two, five. One. I hope you're following. So, you know, right there we learned four chords by knowing that it's an A flat, but it's only a small turnaround, uh, a fragment of uh, chord progression that comes around very often in jazz. So let's keep going. Now we're in bar five and we hit the D flat chord. D flat is considered as being four in the key of A flat. So we will redo that and I'll play using Roman numerals. I'll say them out loud. Six, two, five, one, four. And what happens there is that we're playing D minor seven, G seven, C major. This is only a two, five, one cadence in the key of C major. So what I'm thinking here is, okay, first eight bars, we're in A flat first, then we're going in C major. So it means that there's a modulation to the key of three, because C major is three, as related to A flat. A flat, B flat, C, one, two, three. So six, two, five, one, four, cadence to three. Isn't that beautiful? So one step, one step that we completed here, we're in A flat and we're in C. Wow, that's easy. That's almost one fourth of the tune. Next eight bars, same exact thing, but we're up a fifth and even the melody is identical up a fifth. So we'll be in E flat and we'll do six, two, five, one, four. And we will go to the key that's on three of that related E flat. So it means that we'll play C minor. Six, two, F minor seven. Five is B flat seven. One is E flat major. Four is A flat major, wow. Then we're going to the key of G major. That's a two, five in G major. So we relativized first eight bars and second eight bars to being the exact same thing in terms of formula, harmonic formula, starting on different chords, of course. So to be to do a, an overview of the first 16 bars, 
we're in A flat, we're in C, we're in E flat, then we're in G. A flat, C, E flat, G. What's interesting here is that the key centers of the tune outline A flat, C, E flat, G, which are the four notes for an A flat major chord, A flat major seven chord. So when I think of all the things you are, I think of this for half the tune. It's funny. Yeah? Uh, now let's go to the bridge. So the bridge is super easy, um, except the melody moves a bit, uh, a bit around on this. But let's think of it like this: it's two major keys, G major, E major, and a two-five up front. So two-five to G. That's a bridge. Five to E major, F sharp minor seven, B seven, E. It's easy, right? That's a the the part that goes. Uh, so, if we do a review of what we've done so far, we've done first sixteen bars is twice the same thing up a fifth, the bridge is in two major keys. And uh, w if you do a wrap up of the end, the end is slightly different because it's not last eight bars, it lasts 12 bars. Um, it's, we're still going in A flat, right? But it's all uh, six, two, five, one. But the difference there for the last section is that it goes to four, it goes to four minor, goes to three C minor seven, and a passing diminished chord, the B. That's two, five, one. And then of course, the tune starts on an F minor chord, on six chords, so we do a two, five, a minor two, five there. So to do a, a little wrap up, uh, I know it may be a lot of information now, you may re-listen re to it and play along. Uh, the first eight bars are in A flat, the key of one, and in C major, the key of three. The next eight bars are in the key of E flat, the key of five, and then we're going to the key of G major, the key of seven. The bridge is in G, we're already on G, and in E major. And the last 12 bars is all in A flat, same thing as the top of the tune. And when we're going to four, we're doing four, four minor, three, because it's a typical jazz thing. Passing tone, passing diminished on B, going to two. So the passing diminished is called flat three because it's, it links three and two together. Um, so that, that's it for today. I hope, you, I hope you, you get it. Before you go though, I have a thought on key centers. Um, it's not because you're in E major for six bars or for eight bars that you can play whatever inside the scale. I just want to specify this. The whole analysis that we did now is to sort of make sense of tunes and perhaps play them in different keys. If you know that it's one, three, seven, and whatever chords, it's easier when you get to playing a key uh, a modulation for a singer or something like that. 
Uh, but you have to be aware that even if we stay in the whole, let's say the first four bars are all in A flat, right? You cannot play whatever in the key of A flat. You cannot play whatever you, you, you want as if it's an A flat chord, because it's not an A flat chord. Every time the chord changes, so does the gravity of the note within the scales, uh, within the scale, A flat in this case. So the same note will change its function, so to speak. Uh, so be careful with that. Uh, it takes many hours of practice to get spontaneous and create beautiful improvised melodic lines that go through chord changes. And now I know it's only uh, it's only in A flat, it's only six, two, five, one, but still you have to be aware of, okay, what notes goes where? So it goes further than knowing that A flat as those notes do. If you play like this on the first four bars of All the Things You Are, it's like you're not playing All the Things You Are, it's like you're playing just the A flat scale. So keep that in mind. Uh, and while you're, uh, you're here, I'll play a bit of improv for you on the All the Things You Are form. Till then, see you next time. Jazzguitarlessons.net, improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. One. Mm-hmm.